Alright, what up, chat? Oh, not too much. You know how it goes. You know how it does. You know how it do. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, you know. Uh, living life like it's golden. Aha. Uh-huh. Saw a video of Jill Scott uh, filleting the air. That's, and that's good. Yeah. She's living her life like it's <laughs> horny. <laughs> and you know what? I can't front on her for that. Yeah, you know, that's... Do you think if you want to suck off the air, do you, do you think, Queen? Yeah. Yes, Go Queen. Yes. Yes. Any of y'all ever see that video of the giraffe filleting a pole? It's mad sexual. It's like... Yeah, almost impressive, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I've never seen that. Right. But I'll look it up and see if it's on YouTube. And if it is, it's on the. It's going to be in the description. There you go. Or the and show notes. If you search for that, might end up on a list. Have fun with that. All right. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. This week, who knows? Uh, first up, though, I want to thank... Something, something that I should have been doing for a very long time, uh, and I've been forgetting to, and it sucks, and I want to give these people a heavy shout-out because it's been a long time since I've shouted any of them out like a fucking ingrate. It's awful. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our patrons, patreon.com slash realnerdhours. Y'all the real heroes. Yeah, for real, keeping us going. We've got... We've been able to do things because of you. Yeah. Yeah, dog. All right, so... Adrian T, Alex H, Ash Princess Midna, Bryce D, Brian R, CJW, Charles S, Chet Brown. What up? Chris W, Dad, who's neither of our fathers. Uh, (laughs) Daniel, Dickie, Dynamo, Emilio R, Fun Kilo, uh, Giga Warp, James A.W., Jeff John O, Little Piggy Slasher, Mello, Michael C, Michael V, Mike C, Nazarin, Patrick M, Nikki, Rare Steak, Rory, Sacred Fire, Samurai Jack to Face Ripper, Saul G, Scythode, Spirit Fire, Spirit Fury Fire, Swervelo, uh, Vidal S, X the X Janitor X, and you, Pete, thanks for holding it down for us Gee. for the month of November. I got to make sure that I continue to do that because I don't know how the fuck I forgot <laughs> and how long it's been since I did that it's, the last it's time. It's been a minute since we've uh, given a shout out. Yeah, dog. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. It's real as fuck. We appreciate it. And speaking of supporting the show on Patreon, this week, actually, as you're hearing this episode, the following Saturday and Monday, are I'm going to put up the episodes of Night School that we continuously talk about featuring Charles. And it's going to be free for everybody who's on the Patreon, as well as the usual listeners. Resuming of the content for the Patreon uh, started today with an Iron Man commentary that Charles and I did. Uh And after that, it's a recap of The Incredibles 1 and a review of Incredibles 2 going up on Saturday, I want to say, something like that. (laughs) We're very solid on our dates. Yeah, it's funny because I scheduled all of these for posting, 
And I just don't remember what day of the week I set it for. They'll get there when they get there. Yeah. They're already yeah. scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> and then the following week, next Wednesday, is going to be the Incredible Hulk commentary. Oof. And then the Saturday after that is going to be some shit that Charles and I recorded. We were just kind of shooting the shit about comic books and things. I, I explained Worm on it as well as uh, talking about Dark Knight Metal, which was one of the events that DC did that mm-hmm. didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and we talk about a few other things. It's not wholly consistent. We talk about crossovers and things that we'd fuck with if they were to drop. But anyway, there's a spate of things going to be released for, for the people. Uh, and we're working to bring it to you. Yeah. And Save for your holes. Yeah. Pray for your ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be bleeding after these, but in like the good way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good bleeding. <laughs> like Becky Lynch on Raw this Monday. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. So the last update for the Patreon that I've got is uh, episode 100. So initially I, I announced that we would be making cassette tapes and shipping them out and doing like kind of a special bundle for specifically episode 100 and that's not going to happen anymore what are we if not liars (laughs) (laughs) uh the the issue is that the cost of doing cassette tapes based on the sales of the pins that i've got and based on who has been buying the pins specifically based on that information i've gathered that the amount of cassettes that we'd end up doing is probably around 10 and because like the people who are buying the pins are either people who don't regularly listen to the show i know this because i know the people who are buying the pins (laughs) (laughs) so it's a handful of people from the patreon a bunch of our friends bought the pins and people that we know have bought the pins there are two random people that bought them (laughs) um but more or less, we're not really doing numbers on the pins. So it would just cost too much to do cassettes and then like ship them out to the 10 people that would order them. It, it would be it, yeah, it's, not it's really like, economical. It's like $13 to do 10 cassettes. And then obviously we would need to mark it up a little bit to make a little bit of profit on it. And then the cost of shipping on top of that. Yeah. And then. Oh my god! It would just be really expensive, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not cost effective to do it. Uh, so what we'll probably end up doing is just for episode one hundred, uh, one of the things that we had planned on doing, and then for the Patreon, we'll put out whatever uh, episode one hundred extra flair, yeah, or whatever. And um, what are we if not transparent? Look at us giving you all this behind baseball. Yeah, uh, I think it's better for for you guys to know. Rather than to wonder why the fuck the cassettes aren't <laughs> <Yeah>. coming out. <laughs> Denzel said there would be fucking cassettes, dog. What the fuck? We talk about this shit since like episode 80. What is this? Yeah, exactly. And then I followed it up more than once. Yep. And then, you know, God, if you, you know what I can do is I can go on the Patreon and I'll do the behind baseball numbers game oh, for, for the people who are curious about it. Uh, I will talk about the digits, about the cost of getting everything done front to back for 
uh, the pins, and then everything the fuck else. So, uh, yeah, we're oh, also buy the buy the pins. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't bought the pins, just go buy the pins. Uh, one of the things that you need to do is buy the pins. Yeah, I highly recommend. You know, you should get on that sooner than later. Even if you're not a pin person, guess what? Christmas is coming up, jackass. Yeah, you people, don't have any gifts purchased yet because you're a lazy sack of shit. Our fans like nagging. They're really into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get off your ass. Buy like 10 of them. Because you know you only have 10 friends that you're going to give shit to. One of them's your mom. She hates anime. <laughs> <laughs> but she does like gold glitter. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. Uh, buy the pins. Uh, again, buy the pins. There are product realnerdhours.bigcartel.com. And, yeah, buy the pins. Yep. Uh, buy those pins. Yeah, so that does it for the updates. I really encourage you guys to check out all that shit, and then, you know, you'll fucking enjoy it, dog. Yeah. yeah I promise. Yeah. I promise you'll enjoy it. So I guess the first major news of the pa- last week is uh, the the passing of the god, Stan Lee. And, uh, you know, we we are all saddened by his by his loss or by our loss of him. I don't know how you would phrase that, but point is, man was old. We kind of all saw it coming. Yeah, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, we we knew. It. You know, he lasted a long time. So yeah, be grateful for the time we had. The latter years of his life were really sad, dealing with his family, like yeah. taking advantage of him and shit. It's pretty it was rough. really gnarly. Pretty I feel rough. really bad for him specifically and none of his family because they're all assholes they for suck treating him so badly. But he's responsible for a great deal of today's pop culture. It's kind of ridiculous how strong of a resurgence comic culture has had. I mean, to the point where it's definitely stronger than it's ever been. And ever. Ever. Yeah. I, I do not know what pop culture would be like without his influence. And, you know, you can argue that if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. But we don't know that. And he's the guy that did it. So, you know, RIP to the God, even though he was Jewish. And apparently rest in peace is slightly disrespectful. Is it? Yeah, it's... Uh, I think what you're supposed to say is may we be blessed by his memory or may his memory be blessed. Something like that. All right. Well, rest in superpowers. Dog. There you go. Rest do, in power. Yeah. Do, do you while you're, I don't know. I don't know how that goes. Uh, if you look at the landscape of pop culture, like even starting with comic con, when it started to initially blow up a few years ago, the reason why it blew up was because, of pop culture, like yeah. like Twilight, things of that nature, when big studios decided to invest in going to Comic Con, and then finally Iron Man drops in like 2008, and The Incredible Hulk also drops in 2008. Commentary tracks coming to uh, a Patreon <laughs> near you, and towards that time, like nobody was fucking with comic book movies outside of the dark night. Yeah. And those properties did so much to like show that you could make a comic book movie that wasn't dark and dreary and depressing. And like you could, you didn't necessarily have to bite the steez as many movies were of, uh, the dark night to be successful. <laughs> DC tried several times. Yeah. 
Yeah, very weird. And one of the more important things that Stanley inadvertently did, he I saw a clip from an interview that he and Kevin Smith did at one point. Mm. He was like the only character that we had made in Marvel up to a certain point was Spider-Man. He was covered head to toe. He was yes. the only one ever covered head to toe yes. uh, up to that point. And the important part about it, even though they didn't plan it out this way, was the fact that anybody could relate to that character yes. when he was in costume. Anybody could be Spider-Man. Yeah. And he, even though he admits like they didn't plan it out that way, he thought it was very fortuitous and yeah. a great thing for people to be able to relate to one of his characters. And I'm going to leave the cynicism about capitalism out of it because I'm, <laughs> even I'm weary of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think that's a great thing, and there are a lot of different properties out there that Stanley had created or helped create, despite the fact that you know sometimes maybe he took a little bit more credit than he should have. That are really worthwhile and great. They're they're things that you should check out. Yeah. Definitely, I mean, if you're into American comics at all definitely start looking into some marvel at some point i'll you know what this is what we'll do we'll put up a survey uh i guess not even necessarily a survey we'll put out some feelers to the audience to see what some of their favorite marvel titles are Mm. and we'll come back to the show next week or the week after and talk about those because i think that would be an interesting thing to do yeah there are a handful of like bona fide comic book experts on the discord (laughs) and yeah it's definitely worth worth checking out definitely definitely i always enjoy listening to big comic book nerds like get into it about uh like what their favorite runs are and stuff because i mean i know i have an encyclopedic knowledge of some nerdy shit but comic books are never something that i was really into so seeing that kind of from the outside is really interesting to me yeah 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 also no shout out to everyone who decided to as soon as stan lee died be like well marvel sucked anyway like the game no like as a company what the fuck i don't fucking know i I had one friend on facebook do this and the dude he went to prison for like two years and then when he came out he just he, he basically went in as a decent guy and came out as like an edgelord I'm not really sure what happened between then in prison. So that did he go to prison or jail? It was two years. So I think that's prison. Okay. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know exactly how that works, but yeah, immediately after he, he writes this, you know, like, uh, you know, I was never the biggest fan of Marvel. And then like two hours later, after he had gotten a bunch of shit about like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, well, if you snowflakes would have let me finish my thought, I was going to say, but I thought Stanley was great. Like, dog, you had two hours to finish that thought. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to press enter mid sentence. There are a lot of people who are out here with the hot takes and like, I, it's hard to take some of it at face value because some people are just trying to get attention. Yep. But I saw a few people 
say like, oh, you guys give a fuck when this old white man, Stan Lee, dies, but you don't care when a young, youthful co- man of color, XXX Tentacion, dies. Oh, no. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that, and this is one of the rare times you'll hear me say this, but that ain't it, bro. <laughs> that the fuck is not it. What the fuck is your problem? Damn, I was, I was at least thinking that they were going to go like along the lines of when this young black man is murdered by the police nope <laughs> that would be a little bit more like okay i see where you're coming from but no stop <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and there are a few people who did something super funny and like just based on the confusion of names even though they're like they did it on purpose yeah there was one person that was like oh my god sway lee died i can't believe this <laughs> And Sway Lee is one of the guys from Ray Schrummer, uh No Flex Zone. Yeah, that that group. They just he just put out a song with um, what's his name Post Malone for the Spider Man you trapped in the multiverse movie. Oh, well, is that? Yeah, it's from the soundtrack. Did not know that. And it's an awful song. It's bad, and it's been playing on the radio nonstop. And I'm like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, there's definitely. A lot of people who just want the attention. Oh, yeah. Clout chasers are ridiculous. And, like, there's people who will write something poignant and, like, really heartfelt. And that'll do no numbers. And then someone else will say the same thing. And that'll do numbers. And then one person will shit on a famous person dying. And another person will do it. And then that'll blow up. Whatever. Yeah. It's totally random what catches attention and what doesn't. So everyone's going to shoot their shot. Everyone who's like really hungry for internet fame. And one of the reasons why I don't ever go on the internet and say RIP so and so is because, especially on Twitter, uh, which it's look, I get that it's ironic that I'm doing it on the podcast because typically I don't really do this like at length. I will say RIP whoever and just keep it pushing. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't ever really do it on Twitter is because I don't feel like I have all that much to add to the conversation. Yeah, that's kind of my take on these things. Like if it's someone that I cared about that no one else really did, like um Roy Hargrove just died, who's a great trumpeter. But all of my jazz friends were already talking about that. That was how I heard about it, you know? So I wasn't going to, I had nothing to say. Like, I like Roy Hargrove. He was a fantastic musician, but I, I wasn't a stand for him or anything. But then there's someone as big as Stan Lee where it's like, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got a story. I don't have a recent photo with him. What do I have to contribute here? You know? Yeah. So I think the last time that I said anything pretty much at all was like Gene Hackman or not Gene Hackman. Jesus. I was like, what? He died. (laughs) Oh God. Oh, now see, now this is ironic. Uh, fucking young Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder. What? That was like four or five years ago. Yeah. It was a little bit ago. Yeah. And yeah, definite irony there fudging his name but (laughs) (laughs) you know that was one of the last times i i spoke about any any famous person passing and then i saw some some passive aggressive post like almost immediately after mine of like oh here comes all the people talk about how they were one of their favorites when was last time you talked about gene wilder bro 
When was the last time you had a conversation? Well, I'm like, well, actually, I had one privately a couple months ago, but, you know, go suck a dick. <laughs> I, I've always hated that. Like, I mean, even I used to do that to some degree. And then one day I just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the cynicism when it comes to people like, quote unquote, grieving, even if it's somebody that they didn't know at all. Yeah. And it's. What, what's the point I, of gate creep gatekeeping on grief who knows it's fucking weird right it's what's like the, you're not allowed to be sad that one of your favorite people who had a large impact on your life despite the fact you didn't know them personally died you're not allowed to do that you, you no, can't do not that a, not allowed especially if that person hasn't put out any work in the past 10 years right they haven't been relevant in pop culture therefore you couldn't possibly be sad about them yep dickhead it's fucked up <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous yeah but yeah r.i.p stanley uh you will be missed although you haven't actually done any work in several years it's all only been, been cameos do- dog. all you've been doing is cameos man what the fuck how the fuck can anybody actually respect your work god <sighs> damn i am not ready for the uh for the stanley like post credits uh you will be missed I'm not ready for that. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Because that's going to be, that's really going to be the interesting thing. Yeah. Although apparently he has already recorded more cameos for like upcoming movies. Okay. Which, I mean, it makes sense. You know, these movies are filmed way in advance because they're all CG anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Up to Infinity War Part 2, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. Spider-Man Far From Home. Possibly, possibly some Spider-Man, possibly. No, he didn't have a cameo on Black Panther, so. <laughs> funny funny thing happened on Twitter. What you got? Uh somebody said we're going to have a moment of silence for Stan Lee in the theater for Infinity War Part 2. And then somebody just quote tweeted and says, "Why the fuck are you talking in the theater anyway?" <laughs> I was like, "Ah, that's pretty clever." That's pretty fucking clever. Yep, yep. Called out. Yeah. So in other recent news, they dropped the trailer for uh, Detective Pikachu. (sighs) (laughs) Welcome to Real Nerd Hours with the addition of weird fur. Chet and I don't actually have skin. We've got fur. It's all fur and very matted and tufty and yeah. Everyone seems super hype about this movie, and I am really on the fence about it. I'm sick of Ryan Reynolds. I'm sick of the shtick. I'm over it. There's nothing that I want to hear from him again. (laughs) I hate the way he talks, and I hate his delivery, and I think it's it's worn thin on me. Like this is this is what I envisioned Dash from The Incredibles two growing up to be. Yeah, and it's super fucking annoying. It's, I can definitely understand why it would get grading. <laughs> yeah, and I I think Danny DeVito would have been a better choice. Oh, I was so down with Danny DeVito to be that. That would have been really good. Apparently, they reached out to him and he said no. Really? That's what. The word on the street is. I don't know how official that word is, but that's fucked that's up. That's how the story goes. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> I would have watched the fuck oh, out man. of that. It was DeVito. Oh, man. And it doesn't even have to be vulgar DeVito. It just like have him say the exact same lines just as Danny DeVito. 
would have been so on board. I'm uh, okay with Ryan Reynolds doing this. <sighs> yeah, I don't. What does piss me off, however, is I've seen a lot of posts on Twitter already that are like, oh, Deadpool as Pikachu. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool this and Pikachu as Deadpool and Deadpool as Pikachu. No, he's done other things. Deadpool already kind of ruins everything. If you've ever been to an anime convention, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I do not need this infecting Pokemon as well. Not that I care that much about Pokemon anymore, but just keep it away. Keep them very separate, please. It's Green Lantern as Pikachu. It's Pikachu as Ryan Reynolds in that one rom-com. It's it's <laughs> Ryan Reynolds from the one rom-com as Deadpool. It's the dude from Blade 3 as Pikachu. It's the dude from Blade 3 as Van Wilder as Pikachu. <laughs> The crossover nobody asked for. It's the most ambitious crossover of the century, starring the same guy. Goddamn right. I I'm not excited about Detective Pikachu, although it looks absolutely competent. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a fine movie. I do think the art direction on the Pokemon itself is questionable. Yeah, I think that yes, okay, Pokemon would be feathery and furry and scaly you know based on whatever animals or whatever real life counterpart they have but i feel like it was taken to the extreme and i'm just not sure how i feel about it like i think some of them look fine i think bulbasaur looks cute and like uh the glowing mushroom guys that were hanging out with him with them charizard looks fine char yeah charizard looks fine i think greninja looks cool um you know which is weird that's a weird pokemon yeah like it's it's a strange concept for a pokemon but that one looks fine but then you have like jigglypuff which is made of nightmares and psyduck yeah. is unsettling and yeah i don't know maybe they will tone things down between now and release because this was the first trailer and it's going to be a while until the movie releases. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I also feel like the more we see of it, the better we're going to feel about it. Not me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, honestly, my problems with it aren't that it exists, right? Like, the problem that I have with it is A, Ryan Reynolds and his shtick. Yep, yep. I'm over it. Yep. Uh, and B, it's a kids movie and it's just it's just going to be that, that that's true it is still going to be marketed for kids it is you know it, it is going to be a kids movie through and through and that doesn't mean that it's not going to be entertaining and it doesn't mean that it's going to be bad it just means that it's a fucking kids movie right yeah it's not meant to appeal to you yeah however i will say one big takeaway from this movie that's going to be cool is seeing pokemon in a modern society because that's not really something you get out of the games. Because it's like everything's small towns and you're just you on your Pokemon adventure and whatever. You don't really see Pokemon ingrained in real life. And like how gyms play out like to the public. So that should be interesting to see. See, I'm getting the sense here that you're far more excited about this than you're letting on. That's the one thing that I'm actually hype about <laughs> regarding this. I don't care about the movie itself. It just that concept. Because I've wanted like 
a Pokemon MMO for quite some time. And they haven't done that? Not really, no. I mean, I guess Pokemon Go is the closest thing to it. Yeah, but even that is like... That sucks. Not at all <laughs> what I was looking for. Uh-huh. So, I maybe this could be something of a testing ground. Like, w- between that and then, like, uh, Pokemon Go, uh, or Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, it kind of feels like it's a testing ground for a true multiplayer experience have you played every pokemon game no no far from it because there's a bunch of spin-offs <laughs> oh or how about the mainline ones all of the mainline ones yeah i've okay. at least played them i haven't beaten them all i i stopped playing uh at ruby and sapphire yeah that's where a lot of people our age stopped because it kind of stopped being cool it stopped being fun as Ah. soon as they introduced like the berries and like having to make your pokemon like you on the advanced versions of the games yeah i mean you don't have to do any of that and a lot of it just kind of happens in the background but i I do know what you mean they get overly complicated like the um in ruby and sapphire they had the contest and that was kind of pushed and was also pretty stupid (laughs) yeah fair enough yeah yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that movie goes. I'm sure we won't hear anything about it for you know a good year, and then it will drop, and people will be excited again. Yeah, it's gonna make a shitload of money. It yeah, absolutely gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. And I watched the third trailer for Battle Angel Alita. I didn't even know there was a second trailer for that. <laughs> uh, it uses a lot of the same footage from the first and second trailer. Great, as you would expect. Yep, and unfortunately the movie got pushed back again (laughs) so that's like a i don't know i don't know if this is fair to say but i think that might be a pretty good sign that that movie's gonna suck it's hard to say because like when something ambitious gets pushed back that either means that they're really doing their best to make it good or that they're running out of money and can't finish it yet and are just trying to like make the best of what they have. So it's either a good sign or a terrible sign. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never know which until it comes out. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, there's been a few big budget things that have been pushed back since the dawn of time. Like Avatar 2, like James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. I think that's supposed to come out in 2020. Yeah, now. Oh, now yeah. it's supposed to come out in 2020. <laughs> they're, they're filming, if I recall correctly, one of the reasons why it's taking so long is because they're filming like three of them consecutive or simultaneously. Yeah, but I also thought that filming started in like, what, 2011 or some shit? It, it could have. Yeah, it could So have. I don't care if you're filming three movies. At the same time? Dog, it doesn't take <laughs> it doesn't take eight years to film three movies no. that are ninety percent CG anyway. I mean, but it would take uh, it would take maybe two years a pop to film all of them, right? Yeah, like, maybe. but if you're if you're filming all of them at the same time, it's of course going to take longer. But I mean, I don't know exactly what the plan is for those movies because yeah, like, they, they haven't been talking much anyway they're not being very transparent yeah in production yeah so 
yeah, it's a lot of heavy speculation right now, but I'm not sure how those are going to shape up at this rate. Yeah, not well, I suppose. But, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what part of James Cameron's career he's in because, like, uh, what's his name? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, excuse me. Uh, Ridley Scott is past the point in his career where he's able to make something good. Yeah. Right? Like, he can make something competent, but I don't know that he's capable of making anything good. But I don't know if James Cameron has passed that arc yet where he missed a shot for making something entertaining and well thought out. Because every filmmaker has that. No, that has happened to a lot of great directors where they... Do something great, ride that out, try to replicate it, and it fails spectacularly time and again. Like, I feel like Spielberg is one of those that he still can get some hits, but he's made so many movies, like, of course he's going to get some hits. But And then you get stuff like Cowboys and Aliens, which was just schlock at its worst. I mean, but did he direct that? I know he at least had a large part in it. I don't, I don't remember I think exactly he may have produced it. He may have produced it. I'm, but, not, I'm not actually 100% on that. That movie, yeah, was trash. But I want to say that that was also because of studio interference. Probably. They wanted something that he wasn't trying to make. Mm. I don't know. It's really hard to explain. There was a period in time right before that movie came out, actually, when it was... I I was down at Comic-Con, and somebody was giving away a crate of comics or crates of comics. Oh, man. And they were copies of all the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and they had like 10 or 11 boxes of them. And they were like bu- like things that, I don't know. I don't know if I still have them. But they were all things that were recently licensed by big film studios. Mm. And you'd be surprised how many of these comic books, I mean, of all of them in that box, Cowboys and Aliens was the only thing that was made. Red Mantis, I believe, was one of the comics in there. I read all of them, but none of them really stuck with me because most of them were bad. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And apparently Spielberg got an executive producer. On Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, yeah. So he he didn't really do much on there anyway. It was directed by Jon Favreau. Oh, Jon Favreau's a fucking hack anyway. (laughs) Dude, Jon Favreau, he... It's not that he makes bad movies. It's just that his movies aren't good. They're pretty all right. <laughs> They're usually passable. You know, he's had some good, some bad. I liked Chef, but that that's the only one I can think of that stands out to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> well. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 debunks my argument. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't be washed in the film industry. I guess it's yeah. I mean, but it's hard not to become washed. Like, there's very few people who've had storied careers for more than like 20 years. Yeah, and even Spielberg fell the fuck off. What was that movie you made? Uh, eight millimeter. Oh, the Super Eight. Super eight. Eight millimeter yeah. is the one with uh what's his name? The Joaquin Phoenix's brother, yeah, River, River Phoenix, Phoenix. About the fucking uh what are they called? Uh something films. Yeah. Snuff films? Snuff films, <laughs> yes. Snuff films, exactly. I'm really good at fucking verbal charades today. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. You're fucking killing it, man. 
yeah, that movie Super 8 was garbage. <laughs> and that you know that that was like another that was his attempt at like another ET of like that childlike magic and wonder. Yeah. And it just wasn't good. <laughs> no, not at all. They were able to replicate that childlike wonder and magic in things like Stranger Things and yeah. it. In 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 such like the opposite way too. Instead of it being whimsical, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Did, who did uh, the BFG movie? Was that also Spielberg? Oh, I have no idea. I, I didn't know. even remember that that existed. <laughs> yeah, because no one fucking watched it. Yeah, that was one of the most popular books when we were kids. Yeah. Whoops. That was Spielberg. Oh, was it? And, it, you know, apparently it did okay critically. It, did, it made its money back in the box office, but it wasn't a hit by any stretch. Okay. Well, I mean, Spielberg's name doesn't carry the same weight that it no, used to. No, it really doesn't. The way that Hollywood is structured now is hard. It's hard for directors to make a name for themselves because what they're doing is like releasing products rather than releasing a work of art attached to their name something that you'll notice is that somebody will direct two highly critically acclaimed indie movies such as like ryan coogler and uh he'll be picked to direct something big and gigantic yeah like black panther because the studio knows that they'll be able to exert a certain amount of control on the creative process during that yeah and they can also get away with paying small name directors much less because i mean coogler would be excited to direct a big film for marvel because you know he probably had some awareness of black panther and probably was some sort of excited about it and then you know having that sort of prestige gets you bigger projects so you know you do the first one for real small then you can ask for more on this on later and the studios are fine with that too like they didn't take as big of risks with black panther as they could have you know no and that's why they get the smaller director because they can dictate to them like nah you're not doing that (laughs) yeah when you get somebody like edgar wright who had three successful mainstream movies hot fuzz Shaun of the dead and uh at the world's end or the yeah. world's end the world's end was garbage but <laughs> the first two were fucking sick and they still hold up i just saw hot fuzz again and that movie's great yeah those movies kick ass but when you have somebody like that in a space and you're like yo like you can't direct this in the same way that you thought you could before yeah uh, sorry, bro. <laughs> then you're kind of taking you're taking the artist out of the work, and people don't really want to see that. It's weird. Like, I I get why a studio wouldn't want like if DC hired Edgar Wright to direct a film. I understand why they wouldn't want Edgar Wright to go full Edgar Wright because now it's an Edgar Wright movie, not a DC movie. Right? Yeah. So. I get why they wouldn't want that, but why hire someone who has a distinctive style and is so like visible? Just why, why even hire them in the first place? If you're not going to let them do what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Because they want to use the name. Yeah. 
but they don't want anything that comes with it. They don't want the creativity. <laughs> I mean, like, if you hire Picasso to do a painting after he's done Cubism, you don't sit him down and be like, okay, now you're really hot off the Cubism right now, but we really want you to go back to your realistic phase. Like, yeah, bring that thunder back and hey, we're you golden. You can if you really want to try it. I, you can and, try. <laughs> and that's how you get shitty movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's foolishness yeah i agree it's not a good look from holly weird (laughs) remember when it was changed to the holly weed sign yeah start of 2017 that was a good time weed that was a good time that was good so there was another thing that happened earlier in this week there's a reddit post that blew the fuck up uh in the r slash r slash self uh, forum, whatever you want to call it, board. And it was this father talking about his uh, his incel son. And uh, it cataloged his descent into madness and into inceldom. And it was a wild ride, and I'm not going to bother explaining the details of the story. Basically, it's just this dude watching his son become a pathetic loser and like trying his best to stop it to no avail. Yeah, it gets real dark in places. It's uh, pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, to the point where the father believes that the son was stealing the panties of his nieces. His very young nieces. Yeah, and his sister as well, uh, trying to sexually assault one of his sister's friends, things of that nature. It's fucking gnarly. It's, it's a gnarly read. Ridiculous. And, um, and also an interesting story if you're just, you know, dead inside and don't react to those things but maybe a bit much if you you know still have that twinkle in your eye but more what i wanted to talk about was the reactions to it yeah because <laughs> the the knee-jerk reactions of a lot of people were this is too play-by-play every checkbox of an incel this can't be real and then some of the other reactions were, yeah, this exact same thing happened to me. Or, yeah, that was my brother. Or, you know, I had a friend who did this exact same thing. So, I guess my biggest thing to, to anybody who says it was fake. Now, obviously, it could be fake. It could just be a, a nice little story written for the internet. It is entirely possible. But, uh, yeah, the reason why these incel forums are so dangerous is because people are going to follow them beat for beat dog if you if you read that story and you say oh this has to be fake just go on an incel forum and do a little bit of fucking reading and you could then go on the incel forum and think to yourself oh nobody could be this fucked up but again even if the story is that are supposed to be by these people that are, you know, saying like, oh, yeah, I beat up my horse sister for having sex with her nigger boyfriend. Like, OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That may be an exaggeration, but there's going to be some impressionable young man who reads that and says, yeah, you know what? Anyone who does have premarital sex is a whore. All and- these girls are defiled. And that's part of the reason why I have a huge problem with people who follow Jordan Peterson word for word. Yeah. Now, granted, uh, I think for the sake of stating this, I'll state it. But Jordan Peterson, I think, is uh, 
a, an awful role model for a lot of fucking people. And yeah. it's because he's able to go from like saying some shit like women shouldn't work into the office to you should clean your room. And for some fucking reason, people can't distinguish the two. People aren't able to draw a line in the sand and say, oh, telling me to clean my room is a good thing, but saying women shouldn't leave the house and should be baby-making factories is a bad thing. And people who listen to you should clean your room also suddenly think, hey, he was right about me cleaning my room. I feel really good about living in an organized space, despite the fact that he's not the only person who's ever said this, and despite (laughs) the fact that there are multiple studies out there saying that living in a in an organized space is a good thing uh maybe he's right about women not needing to leave the house and they shouldn't work and when he says something like i don't know if women and men can work in the same workplace maybe he's right and this is the problem that i have with him in a nutshell right and many of these other people because for some reason uh and i wrote about this on twitter briefly at some point but i'm completely comfortable writing people off whole cloth Uh, You say one thing that I don't like, I'm fine with just saying fuck you forever because there are plenty of other people out there who do plenty of other content that's worth paying attention to. And creativity isn't that rare, right? If somebody's doing something that's so fucking creative, people will take notice or they'll just die in obscurity. There's definitely a ton of people who are in the middle of the road who are saying very similar things and have different styles to them. Yeah. And it doesn't take having a fucking professor who couldn't be bothered to read Bill C-16, who just came to some fucking weird assumptions about how it worked to be able to tell... Mm me that yo i should clean my fucking room yeah like like, it's so stupid what's so insidious about jordan peterson in particular is that because he seems so gentle and wise he for a lot of i mean let's be real it's just young men that are really being influenced by him but for so many young men he's like a father figure yes and a lot of these dudes that are you know most vulnerable to this don't have a positive male role model in their life according to them yeah they could have a good loving father but if they hate that asshole's guts but then there's this other guy who's so nice and so wise that doesn't beat me sometimes dog (laughs) this takes us back to that incel story as soon as that kid pushed my wife and called her a bitch I would have duffed him. Oh, man. I would have laid that kid him. out. Are you fucking kidding me? You, it, you, and, you, and the guy, he was like 19, 20 by that point anyway. Yeah. This is a grown man putting hands on your wife. Fuck him up. <laughs> I would have I would have beat the brakes off of him. Oh, man. That is a and lesson then, that has to be taught. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, at some points, you're not beyond an ass whooping. Like, I mean, like, it's one thing for parents to, like, beat the shit out of kids, like, religiously, which is something that I'm opposed to. As most people should be. But there are definitely instances where an ass whooping is in order. I am of the mind that there are some lessons that have to be taught physically. You know, I'm not advocating for beating your kids or even spanking your kids, really. There's studies to say that'll fuck you up. Yes. But. When you're at a point where you can reason for yourself when if like if that kid did that to anybody else, he would have gotten shit kicked out of him. There's yeah. no reason why he should get a pass 
for putting hands on a woman just because that was, woman happened to be his mom. Like, that's even worse. It dog. is worse. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a woman who raised you, dog. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. To me, in that story, one of the problems I had with it was that it took so long for him to get kicked out. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's it's the same as like when you're in a relationship, a toxic relationship. Yeah, it's easy from the outside. Yeah, it's like we can sit here and say like, oh, you know what, break up with him, or yeah. uh, you know, like fuck that kid, kick him out. But like ultimately, these are the people who raised him from a little bambino. Right, they they saw him grow up, and they want you know you want to set them on the straight and narrow. You want them to grow up to be good people, but. I think in that kid's case, it was lost cause longer before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, but this is what happens when you're sitting on incel forums and ma- masturbating the hentai. <laughs> it's that second one that'll really get you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to encourage people all over the world. I'm going to start extolling the virtues of fucking leaving the house. And like yeah. getting to know people. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I, I do think the internet has created more of a bubble for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's know. easier for you to be lonely at, by yourself on much, the internet. Much easier. And um, I mean, I, I haven't been out here like trying to meet people, especially not in any romantic context for, you know, quite some time. But I have a feeling that I would have a much harder time just randomly meeting people now than I would have five years ago because you don't really go to a bar to pick people up when there's Tinder for that. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you a story, however. I'll try to keep it brief, but I did meet a lady in a bar. Uh Uh, What was this, two weeks ago? All right. Uh, We're not dating or anything, and I'll get to that point in the story when I get there. But effectively, I go out to the spot that I usually go to, and San Diego Big Beer Week is a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. And a lot of places do, like, uh, scavenger hunts or punch cards where you go and you try specific beers or you buy a flight from them, which is, like, different sets of tasters for beers, like, four or five different beers that are four ounces or so and you take them and you drink them yeah so i meet this lady at the bar wouldn't have met her otherwise no fucking way uh she's like all right looking she's not fucking banging or whatever but she's a nice looking lady um she we start talking and she like does she pulls the power move on your man Uh oh and she's like oh so you're coming with me to this next spot right yo i love that yeah same (laughs) same and i was just like yeah i'm down let's do it so we spend like the next like six or seven hours hanging out with each other we go all over uh miramar for beer and then we go over down towards her place for uh the friendly like it's this fucking burger place that's got cheap ass beers and like flat top stove burgers and shit but the place is dope um we go over there and then we head back to her place and because uh God, this is like a not even like this is not something you should flex over because it's not like a positive thing. I mean, it is a positive thing, but it's not something to brag about. Uh, in my mind, acknowledged she's way too drunk for me to try to have sex with her, so I just leave. Hey, and uh, I text her the next day, and I'm like, "Yo, like, had a good time hanging out. We should do that again." And she was like, "Oh yeah, it'll have to wait until Thanksgiving though, or after Thanksgiving." I was just like, 
all right. So um, I put, I can't remember what I said to her, but I put the ball back in her court and she just never responded. So I figured that was her just saying like, nah. I mean, it could be. Yeah, it could be, but. Um, she seems like the type of woman that might just hit you up randomly anyway. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd yeah. be fine with that. After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, though. It's got to be after Thanksgiving. But, yeah, I mean, that would have never happened if I stuck to my old mantra of never leaving the house. Right, yeah. And I I leave the house now, and I go out, and I purposefully try to meet people because, like, that's how you make friends, dog. Like, it really is. That I don't want more internet friends. I don't fucking care about having internet friends. I mean, yeah. meeting people on the internet is nice. Yeah. But I don't give a, like, I'm not going onto the internet with the express purpose of making friends from it. Yeah, nah. And the chances are too high of meeting some fucking weird D-gen. Like some fucking <laughs> weird, like super high-key racist person that you have to, like, try to talk down from being racist. Yeah, it's really fucking strange it's not good it's not good like i don't know i mean i've met like a handful of normal people from the internet who aren't racists but there are people who still have bad habits like using the f word slur or using the n word fairly free freely and like it's I still believe in not being able to say things around polite company. Yeah. And there are people that I can't introduce you to if you are one of these people. Like, I I have normal friends that I know from real life that I'm not going to introduce you to because you're a weird fucking edgelord. That, oh, man. There have been so many instances of that. Like, I, there are some people that I enjoy personally and... You know, I would like to hang out with them more, but I can't take them anywhere. So we just end up stop talking because if I can't take you anywhere and like if you're going to offend all of my friends. Yeah. I then can't. Like, what am I going to do with you? Can't have it. Can't have it. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's really fucking weird, man. Yeah. And it's unreasonable to me that not to say that. I need people to change themselves for me because ultimately it's their life. I don't give a fuck what they do with their life. Facts. But come on, dog. Are you like putting people in a position where like you're stuck on edgelord mode and I can't, can't do it. Can't introduce people. It's embarrassing. I, I think anybody who cannot adapt their personality to the situation at hand is just a bad adult. Like I have yeah. had that issue with, with girlfriends before where like um, one girl I did in high school, she had the mouth of a sailor and I was really nervous about bringing her around my parents. Cause I've been to her place several times and she just swears up and down in front of her mom. I never curse in front of anyone's parents, especially when I was in high school. And uh, yeah. So I, I brought her to meet my folks a couple of times and like, she said at least three f bombs in front of my dad the first day, and I was like, mm, "I don't know about this one." Yeah, yeah. Well, like anybody who's a you know they're just a raging fucking weeaboo. We're like, okay, yeah, they could be a fun person in anime conventions or like in that environment, but if they don't know how to turn that off, then what are you gonna do with them? Like, how do you introduce these to normal people? Yeah, yeah, and that's how I feel about 
a lot of the people that I meet on the internet. Like, you're fun in this direct silo. Yeah. But I'm not bringing you around anybody the <laughs> fuck I know. This specific context, we're cool. Anywhere else, mm, dog. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yep. It's that time again, boys and girls. It's time for questions and comments from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Thanks for writing in, everyone. Today's first comment comes from Grand Admiral C, who says that fireballs were the cinnamon jawbreakers. Yes, exactly. All yeah. All right. All right. Thank and you. And he then spouts lies, so bear with me here. He says that <laughs> Butterfingers are the best. Fuck the both of you cowards in the ear if you don't like them. Fight me. I like your energy, Admiral, but uh, you're, you're wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Juice Campbell asks, what are some more things that you dudes like that also have terrible fan bases? For me, I gotta agree with Chet's take on Undertale. I'll also add Sonic the Hedgehog and Steven Universe. Rick and Morty, for Ooh, sure. Yeah, that's a big one. Fucking awful fan base. Uh, I'm into streetwear still, mm. uh, although for the last like couple years, I've mainly been wearing Carhartt shirts. Uh, work shirts, not their streetwear brand that's heavy in the UK, but I'm into streetwear and I normally don't talk about it, uh, because sneakerheads and hype beasts, streetwear collector dudes are fucking weird and it's gross. <laughs> and though, like, this is that's like the on the fringes of my life that, like, I'm certain never to talk about on the podcast, yeah, because that I don't think anybody who listens to us is into that kind of thing. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it because, you know, they would only listen to a podcast that was about streetwear anyway. Yeah. So, hey. Uh, Yeah, as for me, Rick and Morty is definitely a big one to the point where it got like, I don't even think I've watched all of season three. But (laughs) when I see people wearing like, oh, it's a pickle Rick costume. Like, I, I feel that. I, I feel embarrassed for them. Where it's like, yeah, it was a funny episode, but dog. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. Yeah, I, the show is well done. It's a good show. Yeah, it's it's intelligent and funny. And, like, hearing the creators talk about their own fan base is also really refreshing. Because they're like, guys, chill, please. <laughs> I mean, that's the case with fucking all of those. I think Steven Universe is also one of the most dramatic ones yeah because like the the fan base if i recall correctly one of their largest problems is that they try to dictate to the creators what they should do with the characters it's fucking wild and they get really upset when something happens it's fucking wild now i'm not into the new voltron i haven't watched it but that's another fan base that does that shit a lot yeah oh these people should be a couple yeah like like, why isn't chance why isn't Chance canon yet? Like, we all know it's canon. Why isn't that a, a canon ship? Like, it's really weird because I feel like those same people would be the people who would be rallying against uh, creators for, like, objectifying women or yeah. doing shit like that. But, like, they're fetishizing gay relationships and they're also, like, trying to impose their beliefs on the creator. And, like, they're starting to pretend like dudes just can't have good relationships, right? It's really <laughs> I, weird. I, ac- I actually saw someone talking about this today. It was in context of um, Lord of the Rings. Um, basically that... You know, Sam and Frodo had a very good friendship that, you know, 
they were just friends, you know, Sam went off and got married like as soon as he got back. And, but that was like a true sort of bromance. And there was some stuff that was cut where it was like, you know, they were cuddling together for warmth and stuff. Cause they're on the fucking cold and wilderness on this journey. So yeah, they're going to cuddle. They, they trust each other. That's fine. And you know, that's okay to have that platonic male relationship. But then you have stuff like the Voltron fan base where, Two people can just respect each other. It's like, oh, they fucking. Yeah. Yo, chill. (laughs) Yeah. And that's something that really disgusts me about those those fans. Yeah. It's like no sense of irony, too. Let them rock. Just let them be. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have your input on this. Yeah. And I, I, I know in the most recent season of Voltron, it showed that one of the characters did have a same sex relationship in the past. But that was it. It was like just in a flashback and they didn't really talk about it. And some people were like, that confirms everything we've ever said. And I bet you they put that in there for the fans. I'm sure. Not not even because like they believe that in their heart of hearts. Like he is actually a gay character and they've written him that way the entire time. Which isn't the case, I'm sure. I'm sure they just put it in there to give some pleasure to the fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They probably wasn't intended to have any real romance plots in the first place. I mean, it's Voltron. This isn't like the deepest storyline here. Yeah. Yeah. Fan bases. Fan bases suck, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. Speaking of things that suck, fuck police officers asks, does hentai suck more or less than anime? More all day. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like if you ever sit down and try to watch hentai, it's always like two frames per second. And like, I don't know. The voice acting is just as terrible as like the ocean group. Yo, but have you ever heard English dubs for hentai? Yeah, I have. <laughs> that is, that is fun for the whole family. That shit is hilarious. I mean, you can't, in all honesty, you can't be who I am or you can't be either of us and have been exposed to as much anime as we have and not seen hentai before. Yeah, no, there's basically no way to avoid it when you're entrenched in the culture. Yeah, Uh, and it's awful. And a lot of it's like weird rape fantasies, too. There's a lot of rape and incest in hentai. Yeah, it's really weird. It's disconcerting so if you meet somebody who's an incel who really likes hentai like there's don't just don't uh, you can't i don't know if you can deprogram that either yeah it's it's weird if yeah i would dare say you should be wary of anyone who's way too into rape hentai yeah anybody who's way too into hentai in the first place maybe you know put 10 feet between you two but Specifically, rape height and time? Mm. Maybe stop talking to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am judging you if you're into it. <laughs> yeah, same. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks People that go nuts for holidays, I'm looking at you, Christmas, endearing or annoying? Annoying. I was, I was cleaning up Halloween night and saw a Christmas tree in my neighbor's window. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, Christmas and Halloween and most of the holidays are an excuse to sell things to people. Oh, definitely. And capitalism is not good. So getting in the spirit of Christmas 
is just celebrating capitalism to me. It's not about being with family. It's not about like enjoying the winter holiday. It's not about like having some reprieve from your hellish job that you fucking hate going to. It's not about any of that. What it is about is just spending money or at least that's what's put in front of you. Yeah, that definitely is. That definitely is true. I, I do like the spirit of holidays. I like getting festive for stuff. Um, Christmas is still one of my favorite times of year and favorite holidays. And it would take quite a lot to change that. You know, I have had bad Christmases before and I think everyone has, but, uh, yeah, I can't help, but have that cynical side that says that, you know, this is all just straight up capitalistic bullshit. And, uh, yeah, but I guess I would have to lean toward the side of endearing in terms of being very festive in the holidays. However, all things in their due time. November 1st is not the day to get a Christmas tree. No. That is like that that is excessive. I don't even care about Thanksgiving. That's not even my issue. My issue is you're getting ahead of yourself. You're stretching this shit out way too much. It will cheapen the experience of Christmas itself. I my family usually didn't put up a tree until like December 12th or so. Like somewhere in the second to third week of Christmas is usually when we start putting our stuff up. Yeah, because you got to make sure that tree stays alive for that period of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, that is definitely a part of it. The other thing was that it made that time of year like actually feel like something cuz it usually by the time we were off of school or very close to it. And uh, it just made it special, you know? Um, Sometimes we would travel for it. Sometimes people would come to us. But whatever the case, it was usually very localized around the 25th. But we did have some neighbors who went fucking nuts for Christmas. And, like, they everything was decked out. It was like Tinseltown in their place. And uh, by 5 p.m. on December 25th, their Christmas tree was out on the sidewalk ready to go to the trash. And we're like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Is something wrong? Like, are you guys okay? Oh, no, Christmas is over. That's it. It's still the 25th. What's wrong with you? There is one person up the street from where I live that's on the route from my work. Uh, that I drive back and they leave their Christmas decorations up 24 7, 365. <laughs> now, they don't turn on the lights until about mid October. Mid October, that's Yeah. Bold. Yeah, right? <laughs> and they have like, they'll have Halloween decorations up, but. <laughs> on top of their Christmas decorations? Yeah. They just leave the, they leave the Christmas shit up. It's okay. really weird. That's, that's. Bordering on psychotic, but okay. I mean, whatever. I, I look at the people who are into Disney the same way that I look at the people who are into Christmas. It's weird. It's a weird thing to idolize, especially like 
considering that it's mainly just about taking money from people. Now, yeah. granted, if you have like a big family and you have like a good cheery holiday times with your family, it's about something different for you. Sure. Not to say that I've had awful holidays my entire life, although I can understand where you would come to that conclusion. <laughs> uh, it, that wasn't the case. I just, I enjoyed Christmas with my family. I enjoy it. But I mean, it is what it is. When you're a single adult, the holidays mean something very different. Yeah, it means that I get to sit in my apartment and not have to go to work. Yeah. That's exactly like, like I don't even want to go out and see my family. I just want to sit at home and I don't want to have those like trying conversations with these people that I hardly know and like talk about how Jesus is cool or whatever. <laughs> and like I don't want to have those conversations. I just want to sit at home and I want to get drunk and eat some bomb ass food. And because I've been cooking lately, like now I can make bomb ass food at yeah, home. I don't have great. to go anywhere. That's so great. fuck them. Fuck going out to see anybody. Yeah, I don't not, have to. I spent last Christmas alone, like at home alone, because my dad was overseas. My brother was working. My stepmom wasn't feeling it. Uh, Nikki was in Portland. And I, I do have some friends where I'm close enough to like join for their families. But that's weird. Yeah. Like, I've, I've done similar things before. And it's, it's suboptimal at best. Yes. So, thank you for the invite. But no thank you. Yeah. Pretty much. And like uh, one guy. The. Uh, he invited me to his thing and he said, like, dude, it's not going to be weird. Like, you're fine. And I, I considered actually taking him up on it. But he's like, yeah, but you got to be up for, at 930 because we got started early. I'm like, mm, I don't want to do that. This is my day off from everything. I'm going to wake up whenever I wake up. And I'm going to get myself some lobster. I'm going to get drunk. And it's going to be a good ass day. And it was. <laughs> yeah. Those are the days right there. Like I'm, I'm high key stoked that I don't have a fucking uh, significant other right now, because like, hey, I'm <laughs> not don't getting cuffed cuff. this season. Yeah, anti cuffing season. I got my anti cuffing spray. That's Axe body <laughs> spray. Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want no grown woman to fuck with you ever in your life, just put on some Axe body spray. It smells so fucking cheap. It smells oh, weird. It does. It- I just have flashbacks to fucking middle school locker rooms. Anytime I smell that, especially like the classic scents, like clicks and Phoenix and whatever else their shit was. There was a dude in high school who took a bottle of Axe body spray and just sprayed it throughout the hallway. Yeah, of course there was. There was one every week (laughs) at every high school. Everybody had to duck inside a classroom and everybody was late to class. And I remember I walked into this classroom and this woman smelled the hallway as I was coming in. And it wasn't a class that I was in. And so the teacher was like, what are you doing in my class? And I was just like, somebody just bombed the hallway with Axe. So I'm hanging out in here. And this other girl walks up and she just buries her nose in me and like takes a deep fucking breath and i was just like what the fuck she's like you smell really good and i was just like no that's 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 the hallway and then i left immediately that's really fucking weird yeah it was a weird situation but whatever yep uh yep question for denzel this comes from swervelo 
He says, I just got done listening to your 20 for 20 series on patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Go sub. Don't forget to subscribe. And it got me wondering, how do you go about preparing for rec- performing and recording a podcast by yourself? What do you do to be able to talk about a subject at length by yourself in a way that maintains the audience's interest? I've had some interest in doing a podcast solo, a la Bill Burr, but I find it difficult to talk at length when there's no one to talk to. I appreciate the advice, deuces. Dog beats the fuck out of me. I just kind of did it. Uh, (laughs) I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things, and when something would come up, and I did it like every day for like 20 days, and I think there were 15 minutes apiece, or not 20 days, but for 30 days. It was a month, yeah, the 20th yeah. of a month to the following 20th of another month. And God damn, I don't even remember most of the stuff that I talked about. And I'm sure most of it was me like floundering, looking for ways to like be engaging. Mm. Uh, one thing that I've been extremely fortunate to have in my life is a sense of humor. Uh, I've been, I, I would say funny basically my entire life. I've, I've been a mix of funny and cruel my entire life. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm able to talk about things at length kind of on a whim, even if I don't really know all that much about it, because like in the middle of a topic, I can just change the subject to something that I know about. Right. Yeah. Like if you ask me like something about putting a fucking chair together, which I've been doing at some point today, I can tell you that like I had a drill that I left at work that I should have brought and my hands are cramping because I fucking am hand tightening each one of these bolts with an Allen wrench and it sucks. Yes, and then, just waiting until tomorrow. No, I want to sit in that chair. I'm tired of that squeaky bastard in All my right. room. I understand. So, uh, I'm it's, and also it's not that difficult. I mean, I've got these big meaty claws, <laughs> so it's easy for it. See, you see how that can go. Oh yeah. Like, really I can easy. just go off on a tear about it. Uh, because I remember things that are going on and I can also reference other things. One thing that I would recommend if you're trying to get into like the solo podcasting thing is maybe look up some improv tips on YouTube. Yeah. I've never done that and I don't know what the quality of improv (laughs) tips are, but like that's essentially what I'm doing for that period of time when I get on the podcast and start recording shit. I'm just talking and improving and it's not like good improv and it's also not the bad kind of improv. (laughs) (laughs) We have a scene here. All right, someone give us a location. Oh, did, did I hear beach? No one said beach. I heard beach. Yeah. That, that improv. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of advice to give you, dog. Well, I, I would say, and you know, I haven't done extensive monologuing of any sort, especially none like off the top. You know, first figure out your your goals here, what what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to do like a, a sort of video journal that you're making public, then just speak freely just do a fucking uh, stream of consciousness consciousness kind of thing if that's all it's trying to be if you want to be funny or if you want to talk about a subject then you're gonna have to do some research you're gonna have to do some soul searching are you really funny is that a skill that you can learn and talking by yourself is 
a skill to be practiced. Talking to people for an audience like what you're listening to right now, that is a skill to be practiced. Absolutely. Go listen to those first episodes. I don't normally encourage people to do that, but go listen to those first episodes and then come back and listen to these and let us know what you think. There's a fucking huge difference. There's a noticeable difference. And, you know, we've gotten better at this shit because we've been doing it for a while now. Yeah. And, uh, a while being almost two years. Every <laughs> week for two years straight, dog. I, I will pat my own back and just flate myself ever so slightly that we never missed a week. No, never. Like, I've missed, I think, two episodes total. You've missed one episode, I think. Yeah. And that's it. Every week. Every fucking Damn, week. Keep that heat coming. I'm sucking my own dick and dying. <laughs> but yeah, like, just... Just do it. Just practice it. it. It'll take some time before it becomes a natural or comfortable thing, but it will get better with time, provided that you're, you know, actually trying to improve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't take it too seriously. Just record yourself. Listen to yourself. Yeah. Listening to yourself is the hardest part. That's a big, big part of it. <laughs> and getting down the delivery, like when you find out what things you think are funny and you can make yourself laugh after listening back to it, then like that's how you know you're getting to a good spot. Yeah, if you know the punchline to a joke and it still makes you laugh when you hear it, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to this show and I say something and I'm like, God damn, I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, I am fucking fun. G- give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, I'm hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so and sometimes I like I'll say some dumb shit and I'm like, God damn, I would cut that out, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm here to impress anyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Real Nerd Hours if you uh, want to hear the twenty to twenties. I should, in reality, I should just take those the fuck off <laughs> because they're fucking terrible. <laughs> you know what? We're live. An uncut. That's a circumcision joke, not an editing joke. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so, Rella, Rella <laughs> If you had to kill someone with food from a grocery store, packaged or otherwise, what would you use? I'd have to go with canned food. Getting the hit in the head with basically any canned food would probably fuck someone up. I would say if they have rock candy... Trying to gut somebody with a rock candy stick would be pretty funny. Or like bludgeoning, putting oranges into like a pillowcase. Yeah, there you go. Or grocery bag. The new grocery bags are like uh, real thick and heavy. Yeah, they're big and like actually have some heft to them. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. get your money's worth. I don't know. I would probably stick to something frozen. Like, especially this time of year where they have those big ass frozen turkeys. You can do some serious damage with that. <laughs> you or really even like a, a like a fucking ham leg. Like yeah. Get yourself a good handle on that. Set somebody on fire with like brandy or something. Yeah, yeah. And you know, most grocery stores will have like barbecue lighters and stuff. So you got all, all you need. Or even, fuck, just use a bottle. Beat someone over the head with that. Yeah. Because out here in California, we sell liquor in our stores. We're getting litty. Yeah, dog. I didn't realize that other states don't sell hard liquor in stores. 
It's really strange to me. But then those same store or those same states that are like, oh, yeah, we don't sell liquor here because, you know, we don't really the alcohol culture and we want to keep people safe, whatever. They'll have fucking drive through liquor stores. Yeah. And that's tight as fuck. It is tight. But it's also like, so you can't drink and drive, right? No. But you can drive up and get drink. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they changed the law in California, despite the fact that there are only a handful of drive through places that sell beer. Uh, first and foremost, can't sell liquor in a drive through convenience store. You can sell beer and wine. That was always the law. But the law that they recently instituted is you have to stand up out of your car in order to buy the liquor or the beer or wine uh, so they can verify that you're not already drunk. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of an odd way to implement that, but I, okay. Yeah, it is a weird way to implement that. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Like, so me standing up out of my car while That's I'm enough. still holding on to the door. Yeah. Is it like, you want me to get out on one leg? Like, what the fuck is the point of this? I have never been drunk to the point where i was wobbling and even considered getting near a car let alone like getting in a car not just driving mm. like if i'm wobbling i'm not going anywhere yeah but, okay <laughs> yeah it's fucking weird yeah there's there's a lot of dangerous foods in a uh, in a grocery store if you really want to get meta just find that someone's deathly allergic to some something. Use that, or you can just grab clams and cut them up with clamshells. Throw them like fucking. Oh yeah, just little fucking ninja just stars. That shit. <laughs> sharpen them. Get a knife sharpener. <laughs> I have cut myself on seafood shells before, so I know it's you know it's not hard to do. Them no. shits is sharp. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for questions this week. Thanks for writing in, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. Uh, you can join us on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Hours. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast and slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. Lastly, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. And uh, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.